I'm like 50, 50 right now, sphere and platform. It's pretty cool. Last year, platform was my second um, highest lead source. And this year it's already neck and neck with the sphere. So it, it works fantastically. If you work at it, you know, you have to be involved in the community and you also have to do your homework that your account manager gives you. <laughs> this is the platform marketing show where we interview the most creative and ambitious real estate agents in the country, dissect their local marketing strategy and get the behind the scenes scoop on how they're generating listing leads and warm referrals. We'll dive into the specifics of what marketing campaigns are working for them, how much they're spending on those campaigns, and figure out how they have perfected what we call the platform marketing strategy. This is your host, Tim Shermack. I'm the founder and CEO of Platform. I love marketing and I talk too much. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Tim Shermack and welcome back to another episode of the Platform Marketing Show. I'm joined today by Molly Myers. Molly, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Good, good. So Molly is in Moxville, North Carolina in Davie County. And uh, she she has a really interesting perspective on growing, um, on growing your business as a realtor. And I think this is going to resonate with a lot of agents listening to this show. And that usually when you think about business growth, you think about scaling your GCI, you know, making more money as a realtor, you think I have to sell more houses. You know, Molly is kind of thinking more in terms of quality over quantity, because as we were as we were talking before the show about like how her business has changed since she started the platform marketing program, she actually mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm basically on pace to sell the same amount of houses that I did last year. So like on the surface, it looks like platform isn't making any difference in your business at all. Right. But what's changed is that your price point is now noticeably higher than it was in previous years. And not just a little bit, like, I mean, considerably higher than it was in previous years. And a lot of the clients that are coming in, a lot of the phone calls you're getting and messages are buy sell combos. So you're getting a lot more listings, which obviously agents know that if you want to last, you have to list and listing is the ultimate leverage. And so uh, with all this platform, you know, all these platform marketing campaigns you've been putting out into the Moxville area, you've really increased the amount of sellers that you're that you're working with. So even though you may actually sell the same number of units this year, you're going to make a lot more money because your price point is higher and you're probably working less because a larger percentage of those are listings and not and not buyers. So I think that's a fantastic perspective and kind of jumping off point for this conversation that like bigger isn't always necessarily better, right? You know, like, exactly like right. <laughs> uh, I think quality over quantity every time, every time. Um, I would rather work with a client who already owns a home and, and needs to sell that home and then is also buying a home. And you get that with platform, you get that high hanging fruit, people who are searching the internet and, and making plans People who are taking their time typically have more to lose. They have more going on. And so these are the people that we are connecting with because we're connecting with people who are further out on the sales cycle. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing we've talked about a lot um, on the platform marketing show in, in previous podcast episodes is this idea that marketing almost inherently, like if you're being intentional about marketing, right, you're creating videos, you're utilizing social media, you know, you're, you're, you're following the platform marketing strategy, right? If you're being intentional 
about your marketing, just inherently it's going to attract more listings than buyers. That's a, actually a very common thing that happens with agents when they join the platform marketing program is that they don't even realize it, but slowly what happens over a year or two is you wake up one day and you realize, oh, I'm working with like double the amount of sellers I've ever had as a percentage of the business. Because when you do marketing, like think about the type of person from a demographic or a psychographic perspective, the type of person who responds to marketing. It means they were doing research. It means they were open to learning information and doing some sense of like due diligence. Like they wanted to work with a good realtor, a specific realtor. They're not just taking the first phone call of the agent that calls them, or they're not just going on Zillow as a first time home buyer might and saying, Hey, I want to go look at this house. The first agent who can meet me there gets the business, you know, cause that person, that person doesn't care at all, which agent they work with as long as they can go look at a house. Uh, and, and, frankly, and that's usually, replaceable. That's replaceable. Right, and that is right. what, you know, we're moving away from as agents who focus on service and who focus on relationships. We need to build that with clients and with the ads that we run through platform, we are building that through retargeting and it's so easy. And when people, when I meet people out in the community, because I'm, I'm also like heavily active physically in the community, not just virtually, which I think is a key factor as well. Yep. Um, yep. People recognize me. They're like, oh, hey, we see your stuff on Facebook. Your videos make me want to buy a house. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you're a buyer and let's say you're a first time buyer, right? You don't necessarily think in terms of researching which agent you want to work with because you're more interested in the house you're buying, not the yeah. agent you're working with. And right. obviously a lot of that has to do with the fact that buyers don't pay the commission. The sellers pay the commission. And you don't so, know what you don't know if you're a first time right. home buyer, you know, you know, obviously first time home buyers should care which agent they work with, because if, if anything, it almost makes more of a difference to work with a quality experienced agent as a first time home buyer, because that's where your ignorance is the greatest the first time you're going through the process. But it's just a fact like it, it is what it is mm -hmm. that most buyers don't care about which agent they work with as a first time home buyer. They're way more interested in spending hours and hours Zillow, on Zillow. You know, yeah. Request an agent. And I actually have a funny story about that really quick, if you don't mind. Um, so my client, Linda, she's a platform client. We sold her investment property last year. We are currently under contract for her her primary residence, she's moving. And then we are listing her property. It went on the market today, the one she currently lives in. She got excited about a listing and called Zillow. And the Zillow agent picked up and was like, oh, uh, she knew me. And so my client was like, oh my goodness. Well, in that case, then I'll, I'll call Molly back and we'll just keep moving forward with her. So we have this relationship and Linda has been to the bank. She has been to an inspector she has been to a roofer and they all all three of them and she actually called another agent to ask a question a couple of days ago all of them knew who i was so she feels like she is just surrounded she, by she is she is are, working with the expert like every quality right yes every other person in her life whether it's a roofer inspector people at the bank they're all saying you're in good hands with molly because yeah, because yeah. they social? see your marketing too. And that's important is your marketing isn't just about appealing and grabbing the attention of buyers and sellers. It's also just about people of influence in the community knowing who you are, 
so that if someone mentions Molly Myers or someone mentions buying or selling a house, that their first instinct, even if they don't know you, is like, hey, have you heard of Molly Myers? And you've created that type of kind of top line awareness in your community because of this constant blanket of of uh, of marketing. But I want to go back to this this uh, idea that marketing inherently attracts sellers. Cause I think a lot of agents never stop and think about this. Again, if you're buying a house just because of the reality of commissions, like the, you know, the buyer doesn't pay commissions. Technically it's probably factored into the price of the house, whatever. But at, at no point does a buyer have to pull out their checkbook, write a commission check to the buyer's agent. Right. So they just kind of think, yeah, whatever I'll work with whatever agent opens the door for me, you know, mm-hmm. but a seller, you know, even if you're not in a super high price point market, because I know like in, in your area, Molly, like a $300,000 house is a pretty good price point for you, like a $300,000 yeah. That's like meeting around here. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's obviously markets in the U.S. where their average is five or 600, right? So like they can yeah. sell half the amount of homes as you um, and make, you know, this make thing. even more money, right? <laughs> yeah. But like you're at, you're at 300, right? So even at 300, which is not a huge price point relative to the rest of the U S mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, if someone's paying 6% on, you know, 300, that's $18,000 that the seller is paying. And sometimes as agents, I think we forget that when a homeowner who's probably very middle-class, like you're just a hardworking American, you're living in a $300,000 house. Maybe the husband is a cop and the wife is a teacher, right? We're not talking about like wealthy households. If you're living in a $300,000 house, right? You are solidly middle-class living Mm -hmm. in a $300,000 house. $18,000 is a lot of money to write in a check to realtors. To one person. It's a lot of money. Yeah. 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 Now, obviously, and obviously, we we know as agents that like well of course they're not writing the eighteen thousand dollar check to one person it's not like one agent is getting all that it's split amongst the buyer and seller but it doesn't matter from the from the perspective of the seller mm-hmm. they still have to cut an eighteen thousand dollar check six percent of three hundred thousand they don't really care who it's going to the point is they have to write that check right. and so when they are thinking ahead of time whether it's four, five, six months ahead of time of who am I going to list my house with, they have way more skin in the game in that decision than a buyer does because they're writing a pretty big check, right? So of course, if you just logically think about it, of course, a seller is going to do more research and due diligence and therefore be more open to being influenced by marketing because they're actually actively researching agents. And so if you do marketing and you put lots of content out there and you're filming videos and running retargeting ads on social media about tips for selling your house and giving advice and updates and insights on the market, just disproportionately, that's actually going to attract more sellers Mm -hmm. than it is buyers because sellers are looking for information. Right. Buyers are looking for houses. Right. Buyers are looking for quick information, easy access. Sellers are looking for quality information and in-depth guidance. So how, how has it came about, you know, over the last year, Molly, that your price range has increased in such a noticeable way? Like, what do you think contributed to that? It it was definitely platform because I've got, I've got clients right now who we're offering on properties at, you know, 450, 500,000, and they have a house to sell 
their their offer on their new home is not contingent upon their other sale. So, I mean, it's just the quality of the client is just outstanding. Um, and every and while they're not, you know, particularly motivated up front, but you find out their motivation in their timeline over time after you gain their trust. And then when they're ready, they're ready. <laughs> so would you say that the 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 quality of the leads that that you've cultivated with the platform marketing strategy is higher than other lead sources you may have had in the past? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I, I have. I tried a lead service one time. It was a nightmare. I was very unhappy. <laughs> and my phone would ring, you know, and you have to get it within five seconds or it goes to the next agent. And that's just not how I want to live my life. And um, if you if you miss it, you know, your points go down and then you receive less leads. And right, right. it was just and and then the percentage split was 35 percent. And that's just that's just really high, you know. So yeah. um, I really like this this system because I'm getting quality leads. I do get the fuzzy ROI where people just call me out of the blue and they're like, hey, I saw your stuff on Facebook. Wanted to talk to you about listing my house, but also wanted to buy a house. That's like my favorite thing ever. Um, but I also get a lot of fuzzy ROI through the messages and the comments. Like I've gotten platform, they're not registered in the platform CRM, but I know they saw an ad. Yeah, so it's it's not a traditional lead coming in, filling out a contact form on your website, but they messaged you on Facebook or they reached out and like specifically mentioned, oh, I loved the ad yes. you did about such and such. So you kind of know that, okay, this person yeah. came because of yeah. these these platform marketing campaigns on social media. Yeah. I always ask too, like, how did you find my information or how did you come, how did you feel comfortable reaching out to me? And people usually say they like that. I talk about the education things that I do. They like the interactive videos that we post of the listings and they like that they feel like they kind of already know me through the stuff that we put online. So one, one thing you mentioned that I really want to dive into is how involved you are in your local community because you're not just relying on the platform strategy to build like a build a fake brand in your community online. And I say fake brand in the sense of like it's possible, I guess, to become famous in a community just with a blitz of Facebook ads and social media content and videos, but it's all virtual, it's all online. Yeah. Uh, what what we found, however, and like the actually this is the tenth year platform has been in existence. So maybe at the mastermind this year we need to have like a birthday cake or something because it's the tenth anniversary. Yeah. But <laughs> over over the last decade, you know that we've been doing this, what we found is the agents who are most successful and making the most money over the long term are the are the ones who are actually in real life involved in their community like they're not just relying on platform to build like a fake brand where you get a bunch of facebook likes but you're not actually involved in right. your kid's school or a local church or you're not volunteering in the community or you're not out regularly supporting local small businesses whatever that community involvement looks like it's going to be different for everyone right but right. if you if you combine actually being involved in your community with uh, digital marketing and all the retargeting strategies we do with platform, that's where the magic happens. It's that one plus one equals three effect. And you have probably mastered this, Molly. 
maybe to a greater extent than anyone I've talked to on the platform marketing show in terms of very intentionally mm -hmm. getting involved in real life mm -hmm. in your community. So would, would you mind sharing just a couple of the things that you've done to just really make sure that you're getting your name out there and that people in your community know who you are? Yeah, yeah, that's, and I think it's really important too that we talk about this because actually I went to a place in Davie County yesterday and I met a local influencer that I see on Facebook and her personality didn't match what I see on Facebook. And so there was a disconnect and I was, and it was just so strange, you know, so you don't want to be like that. You want to present how you actually are on Facebook as you are in real life. Sure. You know, they talk about keyboard warriors. You don't want to be a Facebook realtor. You need to be a in real life realtor supported yeah. by Facebook. And that's what we're doing. So one of the major things that we've been focusing on this year is community events. We have been setting up with a, a table and I have a, I have this really great prop that my dad built for me. It's a front door. <laughs> it is this, it's a full size life-size front door that we okay. painted hot pink, which is my brand color. Of um, course. Of course. Right. We got to stay on brand. It has the white trim around it and we, we put a door hanger on it and we put a wreath on it. It has a metal stand. So it stands up on its own. So it's our front door photo booth. People come by our booth excited about the pink front door because it's unique and then we offer to take their picture and in that interaction I then mentioned that I'm a real estate agent and oh by the way we have this local item here for giveaway would you like to enter your information for this giveaway and so from that we've been able to connect with on our first event we met 47 people on now our what what are the types of events that you have this booth at like there would be like, a couple um, examples like a of events fling or like a fall festival type situation, like different local vendors come and we don't have anything to sell because we sell houses. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but we're there to connect with people and we have the giveaway so that we can interact with people and collect information and then follow up with these people. So people are also last one we did, we asked people to go to Facebook and like our Facebook page. That way we can get them on the social side as well. Yeah. Yep. And it's obviously, been, if they if they go to their page, now they're on your retargeting list instantly. So now they'll start seeing all of your posts. That's exactly right. So that's that's like what that's what we've been focusing on is bringing virtual life and real life together for extreme social proof that I am the realtor of choice in this area. So really, it's like any type of local community event that'll have some sort of trade show or booth, whether it's you said like a spring fling, fall festival, even like farmer's market type events where maybe yeah. there's a bunch of people who are selling uh, cinnamon rolls or fresh produce or whatever. You're going to have a booth there like, hey, I'm a realtor. And I think the important takeaway here isn't that like don't don't misinterpret what Molly is saying. It's not that, hey, do a booth at community events and your business will blow up. It's like, yeah, no, it's just that <laughs> it's it's the co it's the combination. It's like that 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 cumulative effect of doing this, being involved in your, in your local community and doing all the, all the marketing on social media. We use platform and, and we use platform to talk about these events. So that's, that's where, that's where it connects, right? Is that we go to these events and we are physically with the people. We're having a good time. We're taking pictures with the people. And then we post it on Facebook and we post the winners of the giveaways. We post them on Facebook as well, holding their basket. So it's just, social proof on top of social proof that we 
we exist and we're real people. I think sometimes we forget, you know, that, that there's somebody that's real on the other side of the screen. And yeah. so this is a great way to, to be there and to be welcoming because you want people to feel like they can message you. You want people to feel like they can call you. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've used this analogy a lot in talks at like the platform mastermind, but like marketing is like gasoline. You know, it's like if you're building a bonfire, you know, and you're trying to create a roaring blaze, marketing is the gasoline. Uh, to build a fire, though, you need dry logs and you need a, like the smallest of flame, right? If you apply gasoline to even the smallest of a flame, it can go boom, right? You can make a very large fire. Like you don't need a big fire if you have gasoline. You can have the smallest little flame going. And if you put some gas on it, you're going to have a roaring fire soon enough. Right. What a lot of agents are trying to do, though, with their marketing is they're walking over to like a dry stack of logs and they're pouring gasoline on it. But there's no flame like there's no actual. Right. Yeah, there's there's no actual spark mm -hmm. of local involvement in the community. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to market a brand or a personality that doesn't exist like you can't purely be virtual you can't purely live your life on social media and actually expect to be uh respected right especially when we sell something that is so real life you cannot buy a house online you can't live in a virtual house i don't care what happens in facebook land or whatever with the virtual yep. real estate yep. real estate is in real life so you have to be in real life yeah i mean People want to know that the person that they're working with is a real flesh and blood human being mm -hmm. and that they can meet you and talk to you and get to know who you are. And like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, putting videos on YouTube, all that, that helps, but that should be like a supplement, right? That's not the whole ball game. Your marketing campaign should not consist only of social media ads. Instead, the social media ads should reflect and amplify what you're doing in real life, right? Yeah. So if you're doing interesting things in real life, then using like the platform strategy with all the social media ads to amplify that and talk about it, mm -hmm. that's where it's like walking over to a small little fire and dumping a can of gasoline on it and it goes boom, right? But yeah. if, if you're thinking that not being involved in your community at all is a strategy and I'm just gonna sit at home and higher platform and watch the likes roll in and watch the leads roll in. But I, I'm going to basically rely on platform to build a brand for me because I'm too scared or too shy or too chicken to go out in the community and actually get involved. I'm going to, I'm going to make platform do that for me, right? It's not yeah. going to work. It's just like walking over to dry logs and pouring gas on it and saying, why is there no fire happening? Right. Right. Yeah. It's not going to work. You have, you have to be involved in your community and like you said, using platform to talk about those things. We did a, a barbecue at the fire department and I'm involved with the auxiliary at the fire department. That's a great way to get involved. You can volunteer, you know, you can, there's all kinds of communities and areas that you can insert yourself into so that you can meet the right people. Yeah. So you, you know, you're, you're active at like a fire department fundraiser. And again, doing one thing in a one-off way isn't going to create a bunch of like, you know, business pipeline. It's not like, Oh, I sponsored this, this, uh, a fire department pancake 
fundraiser once and all of a sudden my business blew up. It's like, no, but having, having an <laughs> ongoing regular commitment to doing things like that constantly and consistently showing and up. then, on, yeah, exactly. Just showing up in the community. And then on top of that, you're using your social media ad strategy to promote that. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of gives it a multiplier effect because I'll just use the the very basic math of this. How many people, just just approximately, Molly, how many people showed up to that fire department fundraiser? Oh, my God, a, a ton. We were busy from 8 o'clock till 3 o'clock when we sold out of barbecue as a drive-thru, and it was just slammed. But, I mean, would you say like Maybe the- Maybe 700 Okay, so the the amount of people that you personally saw was maybe seven hundred. Because mm-hmm. I okay. was delivering the food to the cars. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's really good. That's a way higher number than I thought you were going to say. I figured you'd say like fifty or sixty or something. So that's that's amazing. But still, my point stands, and that's if you took a photo or a video of the event, mm-hmm. and then you ran a social media retargeting ad talking about the fact that, hey, guys, I was really proud to be involved in this, you know, fundraiser for our local fire department here in Moxville. Like these people are the real heroes of the community. So anything we can do to support them is the right thing to do. Right. Some sort of ad that just talks about it. And the focus isn't on you. Right. The focus of the ad is on the fire department. Right. But the point is, if even if you do a mediocre ad, because I would kind of consider this to be a failure if we did a platform ad and only 10,000 people saw it. Like (laughs) that's, that's still like over 10 times what a normal exposure. Yeah. Well, it's over 10 times the exposure of only going there in person. That's, that's very true. Yeah. Right. So like it's the combination of those two things though, that really gives you the magical results of going there in person, hundreds and hundreds of people seeing you shaking hands. Like they Mm -hmm. see that you're involved in the community and then 10,000 people, see the post you make about it and we run it as an ad in the community, you know, that's where the real magic happens. So again, you can't only do one or the other, because if you were only going to do the social media side of this, Mm -hmm. like, well, then what are you promoting? If you're not actually involved in the community that you have nothing to talk about, (laughs) right? So like, you have to do both. Do you know the area, you know? You have to do both. Yes. So you, you, you've, you've been involved with, you know, fire department fundraisers, events. Are there anything else that you've done just to get your face out, like physically into the community? So we have one more event coming up at the end of this month. It's a girl's day out and it is put on by one of the small business owners of the area. And that's another thing that I've, a goal that I've had for platform is to niche down my clientele and also to niche down my area. I am so over driving an hour plus to listings to show property and to list property. I do it because I have a relationship-based business and I love my people. However, if I could do showings that were five or 20 minutes from my house, that would be great. So we are focusing heavily on honing in on this one geographical location, which is Moxville in Davie County. And then, um, you know, from that, of course, we'll continue to grow. I'm sorry. I forgot what you asked me. What's coming up, girls? Yeah, I was going to say, like, is there is there is there anything else that you've been doing to be involved in your community? Because that's what I think has created this pipeline. You know, I was just inspired by seeing this photo, I think, that you shared in our uh, uh, a private Facebook group for all the platform agents where I think it was a whiteboard Mm -hmm. and you had 
all of your upcoming business coming up. I don't know if you had 10 deals active or in the pipeline or something like that, or, you know, 12, whatever it was. And like, I don't know, six or seven of them were leads that basically came from, from platform. Yeah. I'm like 50, um, 50 right now, sphere and platform. It's pretty cool. Last yeah. year platform was my second, um, highest lead source. And this year it's already neck and neck with the sphere. So it, it works fantastically if you work at it. You know, you have to be involved in the community and you also have to do your homework that your right. account manager gives you. <laughs> but I think what's going to happen is, you know, give it a couple more months, six months, nine months, I don't know. But what's going to happen is it's going to it's going to start to become impossible for you to actually uh, distinguish between, is this a sphere lead or a platform lead? Like, I don't know. They're kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, like that's, that's what I want that, you know, that connection and that relationship with so many people that I, I'm not even sure, you know, where they came from, but I'm happy that they're here. <laughs> yeah. Like the more fuzzy ROI you have in your business as a percentage of your business. Mm -hmm. And when I say fuzzy ROI, I mean like the harder it is to actually define, okay, where did this lead come from? Like, do I give credit to, is this just a generic sphere lead or was this influenced by a platform campaign or mm -hmm. is it because they saw me volunteering with the fire department or is it a combination of these things? And the more that the answer to that question is kind of like, I don't know. I think it's all of the above, right? It's a good thing, right. Cause it's, it's so widespread that you don't even know where it's coming from. We're hitting you from all angles. Yep. Like the more the answer to that question is kind of, all of the above. I think all of it is helping. The chances are you have a very, very strong business that's going to be growing because that means that platform isn't just bringing in cold leads into your database. You're also, it's also like inspiring and sparking more referrals from your sphere. And at that point, it's kind of hard to measure. Well, I don't know. Is that a platform lead or is that a sphere lead? And the answer is who cares? You're <laughs> doing more deals, right? right? Like don't worry about measuring it as long as you know that business, uh, business is growing. So what have been some, you know, some of your most successful ads, Molly, like when you look back at the last year, like, are there any ads that really stand out of like, you know what, this particular one, um, whether it was a photo or a video, are there any specifics that really just like went over really well with your community? Yeah. So there, there was one that we featured a local business and it was artist market on Maine. They had an art class. So I went and participated in the art class and took pictures and the community absolutely loved that. It's one of the main businesses downtown. They have since shut down and I actually just learned yesterday that one of the owners has passed. So it's uh, struck a chord with the community and we'll probably rerun sure. that ad. But another one that I loved was a picture of me and one of my sellers after closing, we had went to dinner at Cracker Barrel and we just had a great time. And the ad talked about how important it is to pick up your phone and how the client had said, like, I never answer my phone, you know, but something told me to just pick up this phone call and did. And it was you. Mm -hmm. And and she was a platform lead that had registered through the CRM. And I was just doing my follow up to see if I could help her, you know, and that's how we met. And she tells me all the time it was a God thing. It ha it has to be because everything just worked out so perfectly. And she she was happy with her transaction. We are now under contract on another house and then we're listing her property today for sale. So it's just good stuff. Have you have you done the uh, God made a small business owner? So video? I have not done that one yet. I have been working on finding a photographer that I oh, can okay. get to okay. drive around. <laughs> sure. 
man, you've, you've got to do that ad that one in a community like yours. Cause how many, how many people live in Moxville approximately? It's only like 6,000 people in Moxville, but Davie County is about 40,000 people. It's mostly okay. farmland out there. Okay. So the town is extremely small. Yeah. The town is small, but the overall area is about 40,000 people ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the community is so heavily focused on small business owners that I fit in perfectly with that being my niche, that client that I'm going for. Um, everybody there is already on board with supporting small business owners and we understand how we have sure. to help each other. So that's another thing that I'm working on with these community events. We have been invited by other influential business owners to join their events because they see what we're doing and because we've met them in person. And right. so it's just, it's just perfect because I'm trying to localize because I'm tr I want more selling sellers because I want a higher price point platform is providing all of these things. And I think the more networking you do and the more connections you make with small business owners, mm -hmm. the more your price point increases because all, all things being equal, small business owners compared to the average person in a community aren't poor, you know, so they're not living in low priced homes, at least all things being equal, right? Like, I don't want to imply that all small business owners are rich because that's definitely not true. But, right. um, you know, all things being equal, the average small business owner in a community is probably more financially well off than the average person in the community. So if you're doing a lot of networking and you're promoting these small businesses, you're getting to know them. Like you're, you're not just filming a video or making a post about their small business, but you're actually stopping in having a genuine conversation with them, you know, like really getting to know them, right? Yeah, yeah, asking them interesting questions, not just about their business, but about themselves, where they grew up and how they grew up. And and then also, I think it's really important that we support them, buy something and do not ask for a discount. I always buy something when I'm in these local stores, I, even if it's something small. But yesterday, the boutique I did a small business highlight at, which will be posted next week so everybody keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Um, I actually bought a whole outfit and left the store, you know, oh, sure. Yeah. We, yeah. We had a great time and, you know, so we're supporting small businesses. We've got the business highlight that'll come from it. And that's exactly what we should be doing supporting each other. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a big part of the platform strategy. These regular small business highlights that we do, which is you basically just running a promotion of a local small business on social media with your own money, with mm -hmm. your, your, there's, there's, there's no agenda. There's, you're not asking for anything in return. It's just you trying to help out a local small business by getting them as much exposure on social media as possible. So, so if it's a restaurant, you're hoping you drive more business to the restaurant. If it's a retail store, you know, a boutique or something, you're hoping that you drive more customers into that boutique who, you know, who buy things. There's mm -hmm. nothing in it for you other than you're trying to help out small business owners in your community. But the real reason that we include this in the platform marketing strategy, because if you think about it, it's kind of a weird marketing strategy. Promote other businesses, not your own, right? The reason we do it is we know that if the only thing that you get out of it is that, you know, you spend a couple hundred dollars and some time promoting the business with like a social media ad via mm -hmm. platform, if the only thing you get out of it is that you established, you got your foot in the door and established a relationship mm -hmm. with that small business owner. So maybe 90 days from now, six months from now, if their friend they hear is selling their house, it's a lot more likely that that small business owner immediately refers them to you because now they feel like they know a realtor in the community. Yeah. yeah. And they like you because you patronize their business. 
because you stopped by to see how they're doing, because you asked how things are going at home. Can I send you a contract or do you need any help? Is there anything I can do for you? Yeah. I mean, just being involved in your community pays dividends because relationships have compound interest just like investments do. Everything boils down to relationships. And I learned this late in life. I thought that I could get everywhere based on merit and hard work and found out very quickly after college that that is not how life works. So for the past couple of years, I have been heavily focused on relationships and it that's the only way to build a, a successful real estate business, in my opinion, going forward, because we are competing with these machines. We are competing with, you know, quick information. We, we have to decide, are we going to provide quality or are we going to provide information for quantity, you know? Yep. Yep. And again, it's like if your marketing isn't actually creating relationships for you, if you're just hoping to get a bunch of clicks or a bunch of likes or something on social media, but you're not actually meeting real people and it's not resulting in actual relationships, mm -hmm. it's just like that example of walking over to a pile of logs and pouring gasoline on it and then getting frustrated at why isn't fire happening? It's like, yeah. well, you need that spark. And the spark is relationships. You can have the smallest spark in the world. And then when you apply marketing to it, it can go boom, but you can't just throw money at online advertising. If you're not actually, you know, putting boots on the ground, getting out into your community and, and, and meeting people like, especially this year, right? Cause we're recording this mm -hmm. in kind of spring of 2023, right? It's actually almost summer now, um, in 2023. And yeah. obviously interest rates are higher now than they've been at any point in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, the Fed might raise rates again. Who knows what they're going to do? So it's a tough market right now mm -hmm. in real estate. So you absolutely cannot sit back and relax and just think, oh, you know what? I'm going to run some like passive social media campaigns and just watch the business roll. And like, no, you have to get out in the community, meet people in person. And if you do that and you combine that with social media marketing and everything that we preach at platform, mm -hmm. the combination of those things can make really cool things happen in your business. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Molly, uh, the last question I want to ask you quick as we wind this interview up is what, what advice would you tell someone who's maybe in the platform marketing program right now? Maybe they signed up two months ago. Maybe they signed up six months ago and they're, they're just feeling stuck. Maybe they're frustrated. They're not getting results as, as quickly as they thought they were going to. What advice or what, what perspective would you share with them as someone who's now been in the program for over a year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say don't give up because it does take time. And we need to understand that real estate is a long game. It's not a quick game and we don't get paid on a quick timeline. So you shouldn't expect things to happen on a quick timeline. Um, if you are struggling, you should absolutely get out into your community and just be present. Join a fitness group, join a mom's club or any, anything that you'd like. I mean, if you got, if you have a dog, take it to the dog park. Are you physically leaving your house other than to show a house or go to an appointment? If the answer is no, you need to start. That's a mic drop moment. I think we're going to end the podcast episode right there. Uh, Molly, thank you. And uh, guys, we'll see you on the next episode of the Platform Marketing Show. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks.